ladies and gentlemen, this is According to Callus, and I am Steven, and it's my show, and it's going to be episode 110. Wow, I, here we are, 110 episodes, well, hey, check it out, this is the return of Texas Tuesday, yes, Texas Tuesday is back, and I got a couple of doozies for you today. All right, so, and I wish I could take credit for this, but I'm going to withhold giving credit where credit is due only because I don't know if they wish to be outed yet in what they're going to do uh, relating this action. So we're just going to admit this is not my idea, but I wholeheartedly support it. So let me give you the backstory. As you may know, I have been just a wee bit critical of Lieutenant Dan. And for those of you that don't know, I'm referring to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. You know, when he ran the first time, we were hopeful, based upon that uh, radio show he used to do and his activities, that he was going to be a solid lieutenant governor. I mean, he was a conservative state senator. We had high hopes. Let's just say he left us lacking. He left us disappointed. Honestly, I think it'd be fair to say is it'd be hmm, time for him to retire. Now, I say this as a Republican and not trying to alienate whatever Republican listeners I may have, but I've always been firm in my stance that I am actually a Ron Paul Republican, which is to say a very libertarian-esque Republican, a very liberty-centered Republican, one that realizes that in order to get certain things done, you have to join the party that most resembles what you actually believe. And if you want to get stuff done, that means you have to go the Republican Party. So in the Republican Party, we have, hmm, let's call them several groups, particularly in Texas. So we have the expatriates, right? Or the uh, former Yankees, if you prefer. We come down here and we try and redeem ourselves. We try and become real Texans. And I've often quipped that I have an anchor baby, so you all can't send me back. Some people take that, um, I guess, very negatively, and they ought not. I think it's kind of humorous, kind of cute. Certainly trying to uh, relate, right? People want to come to Texas because they look at Texas as being what America once was. Unfortunately... Texas is run by Austin in much the same way that the rest of the states are run by Washington, D.C., which is to say not well. So in the past, I've made several episodes relating to the idea that I am a supporter of Texit. And just for clarification purposes, I am a supporter of putting Texit as an option on the ballot. I think that we are entitled, deserving, and by right ought to be able to determine our own fate, notwithstanding what a few of the weak, weak, uh, let's call them weak need, uh, the weak sister uh, Republicans 
are scared. They, they call us traitors, seditious, and various other throwaway lines to try and look good and virtue signal. But the reality is, is I think a good number of the Texians and the Tejanos that still reside in Texas would very much like to see Texas remain free and independent. And that may mean at some point that we need to separate from the other 49 states that are quickly becoming an albatross around our neck. But again, I say to you, that should be left up to the people who actually live here, to the Texas citizens, not to 180 people down in Austin. So while we remark on the idea that, ooh, that's a negative thought, just understand that you can be pro-Texit, an avid Texian, or an avid Tejano, if you prefer, and still love the larger country that we have attached ourselves to. The problem is, is the leadership, and it's terrible. And unfortunately, the leadership in Texas has been sorely lacking, and we're starting to go down that same path. I mean, after all, regardless of what you think the validity of the last election in 2018 was, somebody by the name of O'Rourke almost became a U.S. senator from Texas. And... My friends, I don't know about you, but I find that very disappointing. Now, the reality is there are those people out there will point to the fact that, well, a majority, a very razor slim majority of native Texans actually voted in the plurality or the flat out majority for this guy. And it was the immigrants that saved us from that. Well, maybe polls are iffy, the voting's iffy. Let's just say you have a valid argument, right? There are a lot of us reformed Yankees, right? Those that flew the coop, if you will, of the former states that we reside in to come here, not necessarily as a last stand, but as a redoubt, right? This is supposed to be the safe space, the conservative safe space. I mean, the other 49 states are run like madhouses. And I know, you know, maybe you got New Hampshire, maybe you got Tennessee or, you know, or the actual American redoubt, which is Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, and the eastern portions of Washington, Oregon. But to a lesser extent, they haven't been any more successful than we have in Texas in defending our border, in defending our values. Case in point, apparently Lieutenant Dan was very upset that he had to define what a male and a female was when it came to using a school bathroom or a locker room for that matter. Apparently that was such a challenge and he thought that it would be beneath him and not worth his effort and he was embarrassed. Or maybe that was just the rest of the party in the establishment that was worried about those things. Well, I for one... I would solve that problem. You just take your kids out of the government school if that bothers you. If your kids are in a government school, why would you not expect them to get government treatment? But I understand. I mean, some of us don't have any other option. I know for a while I didn't, right? The option was 
if you want your kid to get the education they need in order to go further in life, you have to suck it up and take part in that government education plan. But there are a lot of folks that don't have to. There are a lot of folks that found out this last year that really there are many other options. And you can redeem your children. You can save your children. We can save Texas. We can restore Texas. We can remind the other 49 states why Texas is the best of the 50. It's pretty simple. We have our quasi-constitutional carry. No thanks to Lieutenant Dan. We have various other things that have happened that were positive. The various little pro-life bills that, you know, are a little bit better than a half measure. No thanks to Lieutenant Dan. You know, we can blame the House all you want, but Lieutenant Dan could and should have led the way. Lieutenant Dan has a very powerful position there, and he should be exercising it to defend his principles and his beliefs. But he doesn't. At least not to in a way that would excite me or impress me. I mean, you climbed all the way up that slippery pole to get to the top, and you've done nothing with it of any consequence. That's what I'm talking about being disappointed. So, in the last... I don't know, year or so, I've been brainstorming. Well, who could we get to run against Lieutenant Dan? What could we do to improve our Lieutenant Governor? You know, and as as we saw, um, there were many times that I was uh, goading Sid Miller, that I was goading Matt Rinaldi to run. Why not? I thought Matt Rinaldi would have been an excellent candidate for governor if for no other reason to stir it up. And I think he's a very capable individual, and I'm very excited that he has taken the post with the Republican Party, though I know exactly what that entails. Because when you join the party, as in the party leadership, that means you have to support less-than-ideal candidates from time to time. Because they have the right letter after their name, they're on your team. And that's frustrating. But again, what other option do you have? You have to find other candidates that are willing to step up, invest that time, money, and effort to take on the entrenched incumbent. The best part about it is if you do actually join into the primary, the party sits out. The party doesn't endorse. The party doesn't help either candidate until one of those candidates emerges from the primary Victorious. Now, let's all be honest with each other. The incumbent always has a leg up. But you can't complain about getting the same old, same old if you don't do anything about it. So that's that's the quandary we're dealing with. That's the question. What do we do about Lieutenant Dan? So when Don Huffines threw his hat in the ring to go up against uh, Governor Gregg, I was enthusiastic. I was thrilled. And the fact that before Matt Rinaldi had to take away his endorsement because he took on a different role, Matt Rinaldi, Jonathan Stickland, and several other really good, solid, liberty-loving Republicans were straight and strictly behind our man Don Hoffines. So we got 
a class A replacement candidate, which is not to take anything away from the other candidates that are running against Greg, because at the end of the day, the first priority is ABA. So that left, okay, what do we do about the lieutenant governor? And at this point, Sid Miller had already made it clear to everybody, well, I'm not going to do anything beyond the agricultural commissioner because I'm sure somebody had a little talk with him. You need to stay in your lane there, buddy. Stay in your little box. We'll let you keep that. That's it's disappointing. That's frustrating. And I love Sid Miller. I think the guy's a hoot. I think he's right on a lot of things. And I think he generally does a good job for the state of Texas. But he took himself out of the running. So we look around. Who could you possibly get to run against Lieutenant Dan that we would like, that we would find as solid? I mean, the AG's not going to run. The AG's already got a good seat. Um, everybody else in those statewide seats is pretty much set in their ways. I mean, you got that little shrub guy that's going to go try and take on the AG. And he thought he was going to get a Trump endorsement. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Uh, but nonetheless, he didn't totally screw up the Alamo yet. And if we get him out of office, you know, we have better options. But again, where are we going to get somebody to run for that, right? We need people that are willing to do that, to stick their neck out, to invest the time, money, and effort to run for office. It all boils down to the old phrase, put up or shut up. Now, at the local level here in uh, Cowley County, we're sorting through that right now. We're looking for candidates. We're vetting people out. We're really interested. Who are we going to get to run? And, you know, sometimes it's not about the win. It's about the race. It's about putting the other person in a position where they have to answer for certain things. Challenge them to make them work and earn that seat. And sometimes... You actually have a good chance of taking them out. And if they're not worthy of the seat, that's what the best opportunity is. And that's the best outcome. Take them out. So, again, now we're looking. Potentially one of the most powerful positions in all of Austin is Lieutenant Governor. And we got a New Jersey native there. Oh, I don't know if he's from New Jersey. Who cares? He's a reformed Yankee, which is not always a bad thing. I count myself among them. But he really doesn't exude the Texas values that he sold himself on. Still waiting on him to secure that border. Still waiting on him to end abortion. Still waiting on him to do any number of things that he had every power to make happen. Or at least push the line, move the bar, you know, pull that window over. But did he do those? No, no, he did not. So as a fan of Texas, and as a fan of Texas, because after all, this is Texas Tuesday, when somebody brought me an idea, I felt dumbstruck. How did I not think of this on my own? Now, I must admit, I immediately seized on it and said, this is a great idea. Now, if only we can get the guy to do it. How could we potentially kill two birds with one stone? Well, 
how how can we advocate for Texas, right? And again, I just want the measure on the ballot. I just want the people to vote on it. We're owed that at least. We don't need 180 chickenish people down in Austin making that determination for us. We used to call them plebiscites. We used to call them, you know, self-determination. We used to call it liberty. But now other people are in charge and they they just can't allow us to have that. So how do we accomplish potentially pushing Lieutenant Dan out of the office? How do we accomplish more liberty? How do we accomplish people actually following the Texas state constitution? Especially when a good number of them have never actually read the Texas state constitution and full disclosure, I have not completed reading the Texas state constitution either. You know, we keep adding amendments to, you know, look good, but the reality is it's, it's not like our U S constitution. It's quite a bit longer, but be that as it may, If you are concerned about liberty, if you want Texas on the ballot, how do you make that happen? What's the best way to do that? Well, we've already got every candidate for governor, save Governor Greg, that would support that. How could we potentially push the bar further and get somebody to run against Lieutenant Dan? Hmm. What could we do? Who could we draft? Who could we... Hmm request humbly that they consider this. Well, again, I don't get to take credit for this, but I would say that none other than Mr. Daniel Miller. Yes, that would be the president of the Texas Nationalist Movement. That's correct. Daniel Miller is the voice of Texas. Now, I know that there's going to be something going on where there's going to be a number of people that are going to request he throw his hat in the ring. So I'm just going to go on record right now. Daniel, I don't care if you win or lose. I just want you on that debate stage. I just want you on there forcing Lieutenant Dan to answer those tough questions. I just want you on there being able to talk about Texas each and every debate. I want you to be out there to make that man squirm. That would give you a giant platform to put forth the battle and the argument for Texan. Save running against the governor himself, I can think of no better way to get the message out. So I don't know if you're going to hear this, Mr. Daniel Miller, but we have met, and I'm sure you recall that, and I would be excited, super enthusiastic, give two thumbs up an endorsement and probably even some cash. If you'll just consider throwing your hat in the ring to run against Lieutenant Dan, win, loser, draw. It's a giant win for Texas. Win, loser, draw. It forces the opportunity to discuss Liberty and Liberty issues. Win, loser, draw. It puts Lieutenant Dan on notice. He needs to do a better job. He needs to support his people. He needs to stay true to the grassroots. He needs to do the things that he said he was going to do eight years ago and has not done. And honestly, Mr. Miller, I can't think of another candidate that brings that to the table. I can't think of another candidate that would be able to rock him on his heels. 
And again, it's not about winning, though it would be awesome if that happened. But just think about the venues you can hit. Think about the debate stage. Think about the press. Think about the opportunity to put your message out there that, hey, you can be against Texas. That's fine. But you need to be educated on what that means. You need to be educated on what it's in it for Texas. You need to read this book that, well, you've already read. Or I'm sorry, that I've read. You've written. I've spoke about it several times in my podcast. I appreciate that book almost as much or more than my five-star plan copy, right? These are all things that can be accomplished if you're just willing to basically throw yourself to the wolves for a year. Is it worth it? I'm not you. Ultimately, that's the decision you and your wife and your family are going to have to make. Are you willing to take that sacrifice? I don't know. I'm asking you to. I'm beseeching you. Take this burden on. There are many of us that would be excited, thrilled to support you. Put your name out there. Think of the amount of excitement you can drive towards your ultimate goal, which is the fruition of the Texas nationalist movement becoming a reality and not just a dream. Think about how we get to force the narrative. Think about everything that would happen. And even if you lose, even if Texas doesn't get on the ballot, you've moved the bar that much further. You've driven the cause that much further. This is an opportunity maybe not of a lifetime, but certainly of a generation to push that narrative out there, to force the issue. I can think of really no better opportunity that's going to come up in the foreseeable future. We are on the cusp of watching the disaster in D.C. Austin is a mess. And you come flying into that race Basically saying, hey, did you read the Texas Constitution? Do you think Texas is maybe violating the Constitution? Do you think perhaps the federal government is violating and abdicating the responsibilities due to the Constitution? Do you think we ought to not exercise our options within the Texas state Constitution? Do you think maybe the people who live in the state of Texas ought to determine what form of government they want to have over them? This is that stage. This is an excellent opportunity. And I would love nothing more for than you to take that burden on. You are the man, the right place, the right time. And I know a good number of people who would love to see it and would do anything we can to help push that along. So I'm putting that out there. If you know Mr. Daniel Miller, if you know the Texas Nationalist Movement, if you think that this is an exciting idea. If you think this is an opportunity, let them know. Tell them. Bring it to your friends and neighbors. Tell them. Think about how cool those debates would be. And hey, even if you hate Texas, if you think it's an awful idea, if you think we're all a bunch of seditious, traitorous, thieves, and fiends, and need to be chased out of Texas, fine. But you tell me, If you're right, and Lieutenant Dan carries the party line, you have nothing to fear. Come on. 
I want to see those debates. I want to see those speeches. I want to hear the battle cry for Texas. (laughs) The Texas Republic will rise again. Sam Houston's prediction may be coming true sooner or later, and maybe not in a way we could ever imagine. But wouldn't it be nice to take that bull by the horns now? Wouldn't it be nice to lead instead of chase? Wouldn't it be nice to be there and be part of something special? Texas is the place to be. Texas is the last line of defense. Texas carries a huge burden. Texas can lead by example. And honestly, if nothing else, the mere fact that we're pushing the issue that we're driving ourselves towards an opportunity to separate ourselves from the tyrannical government that is in DC may force some concessions may spur some other states to follow suit may cause the expansion of liberty like we have not seen imagine if Texas puts it out we're thinking about seceding and we're going to form our own republic again Do you think that Oklahoma wouldn't consider joining us? Do you think that Arkansas and Louisiana would be that far behind? Thinking about the uh, readout right there. Yeah. What do you think might happen in Montana, Idaho, Wyoming? I'm just saying. We can lead by example. Instead of becoming the 22nd state to give some form of constitutional carry, which is really limited permitless carry, Instead of being the, you know, whatever we were, the 18th or 19th state to allow for open carry, whatever. The open carry only counts if you were going to go get yourself a license. That's not open carry. These lackluster, wimpy bills about protecting the life of the unborn. We can do better. We should do better. We shouldn't be concerned about funding from the feds. We shouldn't let our state be subservient to something we're supposed to be the master over. Well, that's right. The states are supposed to have hmm, the autonomy. Hmm. They're supposed to be in charge. They created the federal government. They're not supposed to be held in a chokehold. They're not supposed to have a boot on their neck. Yet that's what we allow based upon funds that they've stolen from us in the first place. Texas. We can do better. Texas, we should do better. And we've got the right guy at the right time, at the right place. We just need to convince him to throw his hat in the ring and go after Dan Patrick. We can have a wonderful, awesome campaign season of liberty issues being debated daily. On the concept of a free and prosperous Texas, debated daily. And that all happens if one man's willing to take that sacrifice. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, it would be an enormous sacrifice, a costly sacrifice. One that I don't even know that I can fully imagine. But, oh, win, lose, or draw. What a fantastic thing to happen. How sweet would a win be? How great would it be just getting that question on the ballot? And this is a great way we can make this happen. So I say again, reach out, 
to the Texas Nationals Party. Let them know you want Daniel Miller to challenge Lieutenant Dan in the Republican primary. This could be great. If you love Texas, if you love liberty, I want you to strongly consider this as an option. I want you to consider what's best for Texas. If you consider yourself a Texan or a Tejano, (laughs) this is for you. This is your opportunity. Seize the day. And with that, my friends, this is According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.